there. You're welcome to this episode of Nigeria Daily. I am Martia Umar. Now, the equity governorship election has come and gone, with the APC candidate declared the winner. It has, however, thrown up some issues that are generating debates among Nigerians. One of those is the issue of vote buying. My colleague, Abbas Ibrahim Dalibi, who was in Ikitik to cover the election, tells us what he saw firsthand. My name is Abbas Ibrahim Dalibi, a Daily Trust reporter and cover Southwest. Well, we can say that uh, it is smooth and clear as uh, there is no any, you know, report of violence. The only issue, you know, most of the observers and uh, others are talking about is the issue of vote buying. Okay. But when, you know, before we used to have an uh, issue of crisis, issue of uh, ballot box snatching, you know, and so on. But this time around, the exercise went on, well, the exercise was conducted smoothly with no any form of violence or crisis. But the main issue mm. is... The issue of vote buying. Okay, vote buying was one of the high points of the election. Uh, so, did you speak to anyone, or did you even see this vote buying go on in Ikiti State yourself? Most of the uh, people I uh, I interviewed on this issue, you know, uh, some were even part of those that uh, collected, uh, you know, uh, the money that is their vote were bought. Okay. How much? Why, how much? How much did they say their vote was bought for? You know, it depends. You know, mostly in the city in Aduikiti. Mm. You know, there the vote buying uh, a voter is ranging between ten thousand naira to seven thousand naira. That is in the city. That is in Aduikiti okay. and other local government that are based in the city. Why in the remote area? That is the rural area. It's ranging between one thousand to three thousand okay. per vote. All right. And I, I spoke to some of them, and this is what uh, they said. They are, not, they are not bringing the money in the room. What they do is they have fishing some people, some of their agents are the polling, are the polling booths. Okay. So once you cast your vote, you show it to that agent to confirm whether you have actually voted their, uh, their political party. So once that is done, they will have tell you to move to a certain location to, cast, I mean, to collect your investment. There are some certain political party conversing people here with 10,000. The security are here looking at them doing nothing, which is highly despicable. It's because you people are here with camera now. That is why they stop. That is what is going on here since morning. They, are, they even went to the extent of giving people money online. It's highly despicable. I've called the DPO. I've spoken with him. I've stopped some security personnel. I've stopped their vehicle. I've spoken with them. But nothing has been done about it. People, they, they go to the extent of people showing their votes after voting, showing the, the ballot paper to them for the party agent to know where they printed for them to collect the money. And that is what is causing problem. Because if care is not taken here, there is going to be a problem here. I'm only trying to talk to my people. I learned that EFCC made arrests. Yes, indeed. Okay. So where were these arrests made? Well, it has, uh, you know, various points. You know, they did not yet even disclose the numbers of the arrests or the specific location or the font. But the information we have is they have made arrests and the hope of the people is uh, let this suspect you know you know be charged to court let them be punished so that uh, it will serve as deterrent to others and that was my colleague Abbas Ibrahim Dalibi 
many Nigerians were of the view that the AKT election was going to be a litmus test for Oshun and the 2023 general elections. Jide Ojo is a public affairs analyst and he speaks on the role played by vote buying in Nigerian elections. Well, there are two sides to every coin. Uh, the AKT election has come and gone. A winner has emerged. At least uh, from observance reports, it was largely peaceful. Mm. It was successful. Well, you can say it's also credible. But, of course, the blight is the vote trading that took place. I prefer to call it vote trading okay. rather than vote buying. Uh, because even if you want to buy and nobody is willing to say, there will be no deal. But the fact that people are even demanding it, there is a report I read of an SCDC officials who seized about two million naira from one of those who are selling the votes. And then the people vote revolted. I said, why did they have to seize the money? They've, they've done their work. They want to be paid. So, you know, the point is it has got into an epidemic level that Nigerian electorates are themselves looking forward to it. And anyone that is not willing to give, you know, stands no chance of winning in an election. You saw what happened with the delegate election that I held recently. That those who are not willing to spare resources got zero, zero vote. It's a national malaise and it's a pandemic. And um, it's it's not the first time. It's been there from First Republic. It's not that um, it wasn't at this scale. So should we be worried that it's for how much we've been clamoring for a better country, clamoring for better leaders, and now it's the electorates that are calling for it? Is this something we should be worried about, that there's a possibility we might not be able to get rid of this mentality? Yeah, we should be worried, but worry will not solve the problem. Actually, you know, it's not enough of agonizing. We need to organize. You see, unless you are able to make scapegoats of some of those who are caught and make sure that it's well publicized, you are not going to go anywhere. The culture of impunity has already been established because as many as um, EFCC arrested 15 yesterday, and if these 15 could be made scapegoats and it's well publicized that they've gone to jail, as a result of engaging in, uh, you know, vote buying. Then, you, you know, in a show, people will think twice before engaging in it. You know, for me, I've always suggested, if you want to deal with this menace, you need to be ingenious. You need to be creative. I, I, I do not support a situation where uh, EFCC will wear jackets and go to police units. These people will be very clever. You won't get there. Do it as a sting operation. If you deploy GSS and, and corruption agencies and they are mufti, they mingle with the crowd, I tell you, they will have arrested hundreds yesterday in a not just a handful right. uh, as well, were picked up. Yeah. All right, sir. So with this now, what do you see happening in 2023 elections? Because this is just equity. Now, the likelihood of same thing repeating itself in the general elections. And it's, how not, can... it's not just 2023. Look out for what will happen in Oshun. Oshun is, um, is in less than a month to, to, to now. And one of the candidates in Oshun was even boastful that he has come with foreign currencies, with like, He's not even going to be spending there. He made a boast, even on tape. And what has the security agencies done about it? But you see, like I said, let's deal with it in a very creative way. And that was Gide Ojo, a public affairs analyst. We'll go on a quick break, but we will be right back. Do stay.
still in the spirit of our one-year podcast anniversary, here are a few of our interesting podcast episodes you should really go and listen to. In Nigeria Daily, on March 31st, we took a dive into sports where we talked about the Nigerian national team and we asked if the Super Eagles can regain its lost glory. My name is Babaru. Babaru is not my real name. Babaru is the man that trained me in the football academy and I adopted his name. If you're not doing well, I'm not like he can fight you. I mean, physically fight you. Every single moment I recite at the national anthem, I shed tears. Because we were taught of that in the importance of representing our nation and carrying the aspirations of hundreds of millions of people on your shoulders. They know that we know how to play football very well, but the problem is why are they not winning back to back yeah, back that's to the back question. Meanwhile, in our weekly podcast, The Bearing, on January 8, we looked at the myths and misconceptions surrounding waistbeards and anklets. Is there more to this ornament than meet the eye? People are bringing or introducing new practices and attaching new meaning to them. I wear anklets and waistbeards. cannot just come and wear a leg chain. For what? Which kind of fashion be that one? People that dress with leg chain or beads are classified as prostitutes. But my husband bought it for me. Oh, and I love it. Why do women wear these fashion items? Why the labeling? Search The Bearing or Nigeria Daily on dailytrust.com, bossprout.com, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast and Spotify and TuneIn Radio to listen to these and more episodes. Welcome back. You're still listening to Nigeria Daily, coming to you from Daily Trust. On the show today, we're discussing one of the issues commanding attention in the aftermath of the Ikiti gubernatorial election. Don't forget that you can listen to us or download this particular episode and other episodes on dailytrust.com and on barsprout.com. You can also listen in on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. You can listen to us on NAS FM 89.9, Yola, and Unity FM 93.3 in Jazz. What does the Electoral Act say about vote buying and what to do with perpetrators? Belkisa Ahmed speaks to a constitutional lawyer. The name is Barisalor Isaac Pavelige Partitioner. There are two laws that govern election in Nigeria, uh, basically. The first one is the Constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, and the second one is the Electoral Act 2020. Specifically, in the Electoral vote buying is outrightly prohibited. In fact, it is a criminal offense. If any contestant is found trying to buy or induce any electorate to vote in a particular manner. So both the person that is trying to buy and the person trying to sell his vote committed an offense and a criminal offense, not, not just offense, but criminal offense, and they can be tried and when found guilty, can be jailed. But the problem we have is that uh, one, if you see the processes, of establishing the offense of vote buying. The processes are a bit cumbersome, not easily be done, coupled with uh, the kind of uh, society we have. Uh, the society are not willing to help because if one of the boards, those that are selling the board and those that are buying it, 
are usually connived together to do so. And in the Nigerian settings, you find out that even the security agencies and the electoral officials that can be used or that uh, who are the ones to detect uh, those who are vote buying and make the arrest are also pleasant. They are part of uh, the problem. So that is why we are yet to see the end of uh, vote buying in Nigeria. So since they were caught buying, it's evident that they were seen, since some of them were arrested. Does it in any way going to affect the general elections as well? No, it depends on how those that lost the election, you know, use the report of those courts. The law doesn't move automatically. Someone must set the law in motion. Who is to set the law in motion? The aggrieved person or party. So if any party can go to court, uh, in this case, election tribunal, and allege that the winner of the election, you know, was engaged in vote buying, and uh, if he bought a certain number of votes at social amount of price, and this is the evidence, and if those votes are subtracted, you wouldn't have won the election. Certainly, uh, that election will be overturned in his favor. The law is there, but people operate the law. If all of us that operate the law in one way or other are not willing to obey the law, then definitely the law will continue to remain there and nobody would utilize it. That was Barista Lau Elishak, a constitutional lawyer. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Nigeria Daily. Thank you so much for listening. To everyone whose voices we heard on the show, we say big thank you. Nigeria Daily is a daily trust production and it is open for sponsorship and advert placement. You can download this and other episodes on dailytrust.com and on buzzsprout.com. You can listen in on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, TuneIn Radio, NAS FM 89.9 Yola and Unity FM 93.3 Jaws. If you have questions or comments or intend to sponsor an episode of Nigeria Daily, let us know on our social media handles on Twitter and Instagram at daily underscore trust. And on Facebook, it's at daily trust. You can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 091-389-33390. Thank you so much for listening. And bye for now. I am Martia.